Hello there, 3GG friends and family. This week, Michelle and I tried something a little different. We are social distancing ourselves from each other, even though we miss each other very dearly. Um, But we decided to record still because we wanted to put an episode out for you guys. We have done it via Skype. Hopefully the quality is bearable. It is definitely not up to our standards. A normal It Takes Three Network podcast But we thought it was really important to get an episode out for you guys. So we hope you enjoy and we'll see you guys next week. You are about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. When most people lose a parent, they inherit sorrow, loss, and a closet full of outdated clothes. But on the Upper East Side, death's sad chapter comes with a silver lining or a gold one, if your relatives invested wisely in precious metals. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. I'm Michelle. And tonight we watch season two, episode 15, Gone with the Will. So we're in the final 10 episodes of season two, which is crazy. Oh my God, yeah. Right? 10 more weeks left. There's 25 episodes of the season. So we're ugh, next week we'll be in single digits, which is crazy to me. Wow. Um, but if the quality sounds a little interesting, Michelle and I are actually recording via Skype, uh, you know, trying to do some social distancing. Hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. We wanted to get an episode out for you guys because we love doing this and it gives you do when you pass the time, right? So that's right. Uh, the original air date for this episode was January 12th of 2009, directed by Trisha Brock and written by Amanda Lasher. The summary for this episode, with the reading of Bart's will, Chuck, Jack, and Blair learn the fate of the Bass Empire. Rufus and Lily's relationship is strained as Rufus seeks details about the child he never knew he had, and Dan doesn't know what to do with the new information he has learned. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and the funny, the summary for this episode in a lot of different uh, websites, the last part of it's like, Dan finds out the secret between Lily and Rufus. I'm like, we already figured that out last week. I was like so confused. And even on Netflix, that's what it says too. I'm like, we, but he already found out that secret last week, but. Right. It's just him whatever. dealing with it. Right. Week. Now he, it's him dealing with the secret he knows, but Serena doesn't know. No one else knows but him. So he's struggling. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, as always, uh, Michelle and I are not drinking tonight, <laughs> together at least. Um, but I felt like this was, I, I thought of the title originally because it made me LOL. But tonight we would have been drinking a Dirty Love Child. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. So if you guys have not had a Dirty Chai, latte before it's essentially just chai tea with whatever milk that you want to steam in there and then it has a shot of espresso in it so i will make this because i'm sure i'll have plenty of time this week and next week to make this um and i will definitely photograph for you guys give you the recipe you guys can find it on instagram and twitter as always so you know what i think 
I think I'm also going to make it this weekend because I love dirty chais and I'm like, damn it, why can't it happen this week? I know. We will will, uh, share both of our versions of the dirty chai. That would be fun. I'll put them side by side. Okay. So we open up the episode with the reading of Bart's will. We're actually at the Palace Hotel. Nate and Blair show up for moral support for their friend, which was awesome to see Nate again. Michelle was like, yes, Nate. Oh my (laughs) gosh. But then during this time, we have Jack who comes out of the limo. He comes up to Blair and he's being super creepy about them and the past and how he wants to recreate what happened on New Year's Eve. And of course, she's not interested. Right. And I totally had a feeling that something happened between them. Right. Because last week we left it where it could potentially have been something maybe he was helping Blair out on, but he confirms that something romantic happened between the two of them on New Year's Eve. So they're still harping on this secret. And Jack is very much into Blair. It's a little creepy and possessive to me, but... It is. Do we know how old Jack is? I was going to look that up. Um, I could look it up after well, we do the is, break, but... Because to me, he seems older than early 30s. Yeah, me too. So it's, like, really creepy. Like, he, to me, he doesn't seem like he's in his, like, mid to late 20s. No. But maybe that's just the actor. Who knows? Yeah. But I will definitely confirm. Um, To sum up what happens between Chuck Blair and the Will uh, in the beginning of the part of the episode, Blair is mad that her and Nate can't go into the room to hear what's going on. While in the room, Jack and Chuck are told that Lily's interests are being represented by her counsel because we know that she is in Boston with Rufus finding their love child. (laughs) And the executor names Jack as Chuck's official guardian. Yeah. Yeah. So he's his only family member and his only guardian. And it's funny, this scene, Chuck they're like, oh, Chuck, how do you feel about that? And he's like, do I have a cure for you? And Jack's like, no. He's like, can I have ladies over? He's like, of course. I'm like, yes. ugh. Ew. Gross. So yeah. Um, but the count- the executor also informs them that Bart's assets are being placed in a trust that Chuck can access when he turns 18. Very interesting. And so he has one more year? They're 17? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure he's going to be 18 very soon because Blair turns 18 in this season. Um, I forget exactly when Chuck's birthday is, but it's not too far away. Yeah. And then the executor also says that, I forget the numbers, but pretty much Lily gets a piece of it. And then, uh, like, the, the other piece is... Like 29% go to the board. The Right. It, like the board and then 29% goes to Lily. And so then Jack says, okay, there's still like 50% of the company. We need to know, you know, who's getting that. And right before he reveals, you know, what they're doing with that money, the executor gives Chuck a letter from Bart, his last words to his son. Yeah. And in that letter, it states that Bart gave Chuck pretty much the entire rights to Bass Industries, which pisses off Jack. He's like, oh, that son of a bitch. But, I mean, Jack, from this this point on, we don't know him. He's been living in Australia. So as the audience, you're like, okay, why are you so much more capable? But, I mean, obviously we know who Chuck is. He's definitely, at this point, doesn't seem like very capable at all. Well, and he's also a kid. And he's also a kid. And so as they're reading this letter, you know, 
Blair and Chuck storms in because initially Chuck didn't want to read the letter and they continue reading it and Chuck's like, I don't want it. He tells Jack that he can have the company. Right. And then later on, Chuck expresses to Blair how hurt he is. And all of a sudden now in death, Bart is believing in him and he, he never did when he was alive, but Blair encourages him to, you know, work it out. She believes in him, which was, it was great to see, but you know, Blair's always there to support Chuck, even though know, when he doesn't want it. <laughs> and especially with everything that he's gone through in the past couple episodes, it's all we've seen her do is support, even when he keeps kicking her down. Right, he does. And she just keeps pushing along. After that, Chuck goes to see Jack. And Chuck tells him after Blair's advice, like, look, I want to take over the company. I know I'm not 18 yet, but I want to learn now. I want to be able to, you know, be taught what to do. And Jack is like, you're a kid. This is not for you. And Chuck tells Jack if he wants to stay in New York, he'll find him a place in the company. But but for now, like, he's going to run the show. And that does not sit well with Jack, obviously. Honestly, to be fair, I mean, like we said before is that Chuck is so young and Jack makes a good point. This isn't an after school job. Right. This is not a part time job. This is you're running a company that and is I'm, like international too. Yeah. And I'm sure I mean, God willing, I'm sure when Bart wrote this letter, he thought when he would pass away that Chuck would be a lot older. Right. And so it would make sense to give the company to Chuck or Chuck would already be working for the company and or maybe doing more for uh, Bass Industries. So I kind of understand where Jack's coming from. Like, no, dude, you're 17 years right. old. How can you run a multi-million dollar company? Whatever, how many millions? Exactly. Whatever. It's very true. So yeah. at this point, it doesn't seem logical to have Chuck be yeah. the main, you know, run right. of this company. So right. while all this is happening at the loft, Jenny is questioning Dan about Rufus and Lily. She thinks they're getting back together because they took this like little sabbatical with each other. However, Dan knows what's going on. He assures her they're not getting back together. I don't think Jenny's really believing it, but Jenny's taking it as Dan doesn't want his dad falling in love with his girlfriend's mother, which, you know, we, they already have been in love this whole time, but Dan doesn't want, really we know what dan's secret is but jenny obviously doesn't know what yeah, that's and about dan's dealing with this by himself which at this point i was like i'm surprised he hasn't said anything yet right i would explode really yeah yeah uh jenny leaves and on the way out dan gets a call from serena in which he ignores elsewhere we see serena and eric walking to school Eric is venting about how Jenny keeps third wheeling him and Jonathan, which I thought was really funny because, and then Serena's like, well, you know, Jenny is alone. She has no friends at school. She does. She's not in the popular crowd. You're really her and truly her only friend. And like, you should be nice to her, but Eric is having a tough time with it because him and Jonathan haven't had like a moment together since they got back together. Which all of this is funny to me, not only because Eric is a third wheel to his own relationship, but also the fact that Jonathan is still in this story. Right. I know. It keeps going. (laughs) And at least we got to see him again, kind of. I'm like, does anything actually come from this? Or is this just kind of side story? Jenny, Eric building something. I don't don't really remember, to be honest. But um, in this time, Serena does mention that 
she also can't get any alone time with Dan because he's avoiding her. And Eric believes that Dan is worried that their parents are getting back together. And that's why Dan is being distant. But obviously, we know that's not the truth. They arrive at school and Jenny's already planning the trio's night. She's like, oh, my God, you guys have matching backpacks. This is so much fun. And Eric's like pretending Uh, to be excited. But inside, he's like dying in the courtyard at school. Serena goes up to Dan and she's like trying to reassure him that nothing is going on between Rufus and Lily. And Dan is just so like wrapped up in his head. He's not even present in the moment. And she's like, isn't that what you're worried about? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And they kind of patch up things quickly, even though Dan knows the truth and what's going on. Right. While this is happening, though, the minions overhear Dan and Serena having a little tiff. And so now they've made it their mission to figure out what's going on with Dan. (laughs) They're They're like, oh, my God. I mean, especially Penelope, because she is head minion under Blair. Totally. And she's like, obviously, something's happening. So we have to get involved. Mm-hmm. And after that, after Penelope, you know, she, she kind of puts a, a word into gossip girl. Everyone receives a gossip girl blast stating that Dan is cheating. And it's funny to me is they bring up Georgina, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they have, they're like asking the whole school to kind of help them figure out who Dan is cheating on Serena with and what's going on with that. Later on, Dan finds all of his shit all over the floor in front of his locker (laughs) because people are obviously upset by what he's doing to Serena, which is nothing. But this is where our storylines cross a little bit because at that moment, Dan is picking up his stuff. Blair like steps over him like, oh, you missed a spot on the phone with Jack. Yes. And Jack states that he knows he's been acting poorly towards Chuck and he wants Blair's help to throw Chuck a little party. Which and I knew so, this was such bullshit. Right. It's very fishy. And so Blair suggests that they have a brunch because later that night her and Chuck were supposed to hang out, just the two of them. So the next day she wanted to throw a brunch at the palace. Right. Later on, Blair tells Serena about the brunch plans, and they're, like, briefly discussing the Gossip Girl blast that Serena hasn't seen yet. <laughs> I'm like, how does she not see it? But okay. I know. And they realize that it must have been the Minions who sent this information over. And Blair's like, well, you know, what can I do? She's she's in charge, but she can't help what the Minions do on their own time. And so Serena's like, well, ugh, she's annoyed by this. Later on at the Palace Hotel, Jack is waiting for Chuck and wants Chuck to cancel his plans with Blair. He wants him to have drinks and lady friends over. And And Chuck's like, I already made plans with Blair. She's been a really good friend to me and a good support system. And as soon as the ladies come in, you can see already, like, Chuck has a change of heart. It's like, it's done already. And also, Bart, I mean, Bart, Jack is so manipulative. He's like, your dad was did his best business when he was a single man. Right. It's so true. He's like, what do you have? Why do you, why do you want to have a wife? Yeah. Even though, yeah. So he already put those words into Chuck's brain. Yeah. And uh, at the Waldorf as well, Blair is preparing for Chuck to come over. He texts her and cancels, of course. And you were like, oh, Blair, saucy. She's like, we're in a little like nighty. It wasn't nighty, right? It wasn't really. Yeah, it was interesting because I felt 
I guess she could have assumed that things would get romantic between them because she's been so supportive, but he's been so incredibly emotionally disconnected from her that I was like, Blair, why would you think that this would happen? But I guess maybe he's vulnerable and she was like, all right, maybe I could potentially see this happening for our night, but she ends up having to blow out all the candles and you see Chuck uh, getting drunk with Jack as Jack carefully watches Chuck. Yeah, they're in the limo. He's yeah. not even partaking. Just the ladies are all over Chuck and they're doing whatever. I'm sure drugs and alcohol oh, yeah. and all that. Oh, yeah. Many, many drugs. So to go over to our parents a little bit, we're in Boston. Rufus gets a call from Dan in the beginning. Dan's like, I don't want to continue lying to Serena Rufus disagrees, but for Lily's sake, please don't say anything. Dan argues that her children should know the truth, and he hangs up. He's upset. Later on in Boston, Rufus and Lily find out that the adoptive parents have been found. However, they don't want anything to escalate from here. They don't want any contact. They don't want to be contacted ever. And so Rufus is very much upset by this, saying that he has a right to see his son. And the adoption agency is like, look, it's a closed adoption. Let me see what I can do. We'll try and set up a meeting with the adoptive parents. This was I and I said it in the chat because listen, I did a Netflix party tonight. Yes. To watch Gossip World, which is super fun. And I it think is maybe fun. we could implement this. I think we can incorporate it for patrons only. I think yeah. it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. But. When Rufy was having his flip out of how he deserves because it was he didn't even know that this child was born. It's like, yeah, but it was a closed adoption. You don't really have a right. Right. And then Lily, I was like giving her clap. She's like, stop being so selfish. Like this kid has a life, too. He has a life without us. Let's not interrupt this. Like it's uncalled for. And so she's being obviously much more level headed than Rufus. But I understand both sides I do too but imagine let's say when I was you know when I was in my early 20s if my mom told me hey you're adopted I'm sure she would tell me earlier but like your (laughs) birth parents want to meet you I'd be like I don't even know these people I I can only imagine like maybe you'd be curious but also I've had a whole life and parents that I know right so The next day in Boston, Rufus and Lily are waiting around. Lily's ready to go. She's packing up her stuff. And Rufus is like, we can't go yet. We can't go yet. And then this is when we get confirmation that the adoptive parents do not ever want to speak to them. They want to leave it as closed. And that's all. Later on, Rufus and Lily are going stir crazy in the hotel because they still haven't left yet. Hmm. And Lily is about to give up. And then she tells Rufus that. This is so hard because she loves him. She's in love with him. Yeah, she's in love with him. She can't imagine Rufus hating her. And Rufus comes over and they have a moment of passion. And when it's all said and done, Lily gets a call, which Rufus answers, that the adoptive dad will meet them. But it's a secret from his wife, so they can't say anything. Yes, and his name is Chris. His name is Chris, right. Or so we're told and no. <laughs> right? Now we have no idea. They could be lying about everything. Right. And so Rufus and Lily meet with the father. And he, as soon as the scene opens up, he, the father, Chris, says, I have something I have to tell you. And then they close the scene. So uh, immediately you're like, oh, no, something bad has yeah. happened. Yeah. And he states that Andrew 
was happy, but he got into this bad sailing accident, got caught in riptide, and unfortunately had passed away. He claims that it's so hard for his wife to deal with this, and that's why she didn't want to initially meet them, and also that's why they have to keep it a secret. But the adoptive mother then arrives later on, and it's revealed that, yes, one of one of their sons have died. However, it wasn't Rufus and Lily's son. It you was know, their original, their their birth son, I should say. <laughs> yeah, their original. Uh, no, I had a feeling when this was all happening, like, oh, that's really sad, but something doesn't seem right. And also, nice touch, Chris gives them a newspaper article of the Yeah, nice kind of touch. confirm that a death did occur. Right. And so, yes, their son, Andrew, had passed away in the Riptide, and that was him in the photo, but that's not Lillian Rufus's son. And so the adoptive parents said that they, they felt like they did the right thing because with especially Lily's social standard and her money, like the Vander Woodson slash Humphrey family would try and take away their son. So I understand where they're coming from. Obviously, it sucks that they had to lie about it. I know, like fake your son's death or yeah. you, and, and use your other son's death as the right. reasoning. Right. Ooh. I know. It's really awful. Um Right. So to go back to the kids a little bit, we have a scene where we finally see Vanessa. We haven't seen her in a couple of episodes. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. And Dan and Vanessa are at a candy store because it's Nate and Vanessa's two month anniversary. Super happy for this, but also had no idea it was two months. Right. And because we haven't seen them together in a while. They actually, both characters haven't been on the show in a couple of episodes. So it was weird to hear two months because that seems like such a long time. But I guess when you think about it, it was before the holidays. It was right around like Thanksgiving because that's when the Archibalds, the whole thing happened with them. So I guess like, yeah, in like November, December, maybe January. So I guess it makes sense. It's been one month since Bart has died. Right. That too. So it has been some time. We just haven't seen it. Right. And unbeknownst to them, Nellie Yuki is in the Mm -hmm. same candy shop and she is eavesdropping on their conversation. And while Vanessa is picking out the candy to get Nate for their anniversary, Dan is telling her about Rufus and Lily's love child. And Vanessa is shocked, of course. So she drops her candy on the floor. Dan leans in to help her pick it up. And while he is distracted, Nellie Yuki comes and steals his phone. I was like, this bitch, she's so ballsy. She's so ballsy because she's on probation, so she wants to prove that she can, you know, hang with the big leagues. But also, I felt that because this is super, super, super juicy that he hasn't been able to tell anybody about it, I don't think I would have told Vanessa in a public place. No, I wouldn't either. I would have had to sit her down and, like, let's discuss this, like, in private. But he just flat out says it and... It's just crazy. Uh, Later on at the gallery, Vanessa is there. Serena comes to find her, and she's fishing to see what Vanessa thinks about Dan and how he's acting. He's acting strange. And even though Vanessa knows what's happening, she assures Serena that, like, Dan will tell her. If anything's happening, Dan will tell her soon. So she kind of alludes to the fact that she knows what's happening, and as soon as Serena leaves, Vanessa texts Dan, saying that you should tell Serena about this child soon because, like, it's 
it's going to be bad if you don't. And of course, the minions at this point are at a club and they have Dan's phone. And they like put two and two together and they figure out that this message is about Rufus and Lily. So like shit hit the fan at this point. It's bad news. <laughs> and they're just so proud of Nellie. Yeah, they're like, oh, your probation is now until your first marriage. <laughs> so stupid. Instead of your second, yeah. So pathetic. The next day at the palace, this made me laugh, the eclairs were reserved for Chuck Bass. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I, they look delicious. They look like the I biggest, know. juiciest eclairs. Um, everyone is celebrating Chuck at brunch, except Chuck is nowhere to be found. But apparently Chuck Jack texts Blair that him and Chuck are pulling up to the hotel. When Jack arrives, everyone's cheering because they think that Chuck is there, but he tells Blair that they had a really rough night, they were partying, etc., etc. As this is happening, the minions come over to ask for Blair's permission to release this information they have on Dan. And again, Blair is uninterested. She's like, figure it out yourself, and she okays it, not knowing the information. As this is happening, members from the board of Bass Industries walk up to Jack and ask where Chuck is. And he explains that Chuck is in his office and Blair should go show them the way, which, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. very fishy. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere at this party, Jenny asks Eric what they're doing tonight with Jonathan. And <laughs> Eric calmly says that him and Jonathan want to hang out alone and Jenny gets immediately defensive and she informs Eric that he makes a big deal that he has a boyfriend and he calls her annoying and then she calls him conceited and she gets up and leaves because she's so upset by this. And in the chat, Michelle's like, wow, Jenny is so jealous. I'm like, yeah, it's obvious. She is jealous and she she's being defensive because she doesn't have anything else. And the fact that she's like, Eric, you always are just rubbing in my face. Like I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend. And I love his response was like, well, I do have a boyfriend. Right. And to the audience, you're like, well, it doesn't seem like he's rubbing it in her face all that much. And Jenny has been the third wheel over and over and over again. So like, it makes sense that they would want to have a night alone. Yeah. And Jenny just doesn't want to hear it. So After that, Serena tells Dan that she's happy he came to the brunch. And he's like, yes, I love brunch. (laughs) At that moment, the Gossip Girl Blast comes in and it reveals Rufus and Lily and their love child. Serena gets the blast. Eric gets the blast. Jenny gets the blast. And the whole room is like whispering and talking. Yeah. In Bart's office, Blair brings the members of the board to go find Chuck who is doing cocaine with several prostitutes around him. And this part made me laugh because he's like, who are you? What are you doing in here? <laughs> he's like the beast. <laughs> so true. And he demands to know who they are. And they introduce themselves as members of the board. They leave the room and Chuck is just staring at them in shock. And Blair's like, what the hell? We go back to the brunch where Serena asks Dan if the Gossip Girl rumors are true. And he just stands there blank face, doesn't deny it. Blair then comes back in, followed by Chuck, who is surprised to see everyone at brunch. He had no idea this was going on. And a member of the a member of the board comes up to Chuck and tells him that they were afraid that he would let the company down. 
with his behavior and they are unfortunately right. And so they want to take this opportunity away from Chuck. Chuck is so blindsided by this and by everything. He gets mad at Blair for meddling and throwing this brunch. And she's like, I'm just trying to be supportive this whole time. And he goes at her saying, well, you're not my wife (gasps) in an awful, in an awful fashion. And it was such an, such a bad tone. Yeah. And so, and she does say that later, like you sound, sounded so disgusting, calling so disgusted, calling me your wife that like, this is, that's just not okay. It was very hurtful. I felt it. He's so hurtful at all yeah. times, like since the passing and even before the passing of his dad, like the last three episodes, he has been absolutely horrible to her and everyone else, but especially her the most. Well, with the passing and his dad and everything, I didn't blame him so much for the tone. And I still understand. I mean, he was very easily influenced by Jack here. Yes, very. But but the wife thing, the wife tone that really oof. didn't sit well. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Outside, Dan follows Serena and tries to explain how Rufus told him not to say anything. And he apologizes for everything. And he immediately says that they should come. They should call their parents and Serena's like, just give me a minute to breathe. I just want to think about this. She confirms is that why they're in Boston and then Eric and Jenny come outside and they get confirmation that this rumor is true. And so Serena and Eric decide to leave and think things over later at the palace. Chuck goes to confront Jack on what happened because he knows he orchestrated this whole brunch mm. and Jack rebuttals that Chuck did this to himself And Jack explains that Bart left a morality clause that if Chuck were to ever embarrass the company, his legal guardian would then take over running the company. And so Chuck's like, you can't do that. I own it. And Jack Jack is saying that there's already plans in motion for him to take charge. Like he already talked to the board and they're going to get a go on this. So Chuck is obviously... How how convenient for this to happen. How convenient. Exactly. So I guess Jack went into all of this thinking that his brother would leave him this company. And so I guess as soon as he heard the no, he did everything in his power, researching, trying to figure out how he can get the power back. And I the morality clause is right there, right in his face. So just stuff for Chuck. But again, he's a kid. And we discussed in the beginning of the episode that he probably needs a few years to kind of figure out how to do everything and how to run a business. Like, you don't just learn that overnight. So, right. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, at the gallery, Dan runs into Nate, which they haven't really talked to each other in a long time. Uh, Nate's waiting for Vanessa to go out for their date. And then Nate says to Dan that he saw the blast and he knows what it's like to have his personal business go public. Dan comes back with some condescending comment like, oh, you have, you have share a half sibling with your girlfriend. It's like, uh, well, not yet that I know of. <laughs> and Dan admits that it sucks. And then Nate says that, Going through everything that he's been through, he learned who his real friends were. And he was alluding to Dan and Nate's relationship. And Nate apologizes to Dan about everything, especially what happened with Jenny. And Dan accepts his apology, but 
ultimately he then leaves. So hopefully things are on the up and up with them. Yeah. And I thought this was really sweet. And Nate was extremely genuine. So genuine. Yeah. I liked this scene. Me too. So we're at the Waldorf's and after Chuck is so defeated by Jack, Jack, he goes to bring Blair flowers to apologize. She's not having it. She says she stood by him through everything and she can't watch himself destruct himself any longer. And he tries to explain that Jack set him up, but she's like, no, you did this to yourself. She says she's sorry, but she's done. And before the elevator closes, she throws the flowers that he got for her back in there. And that's where we close with that scene. Uh, later on at the Vanderwoodsons, Eric sits with Serena and they're talking about everything. I really love this scene. Um, they realize that everything that they're going through, so are Dan and Jenny. And Eric mm-hmm. encourages her not to push away Dan because really, what was he going to do in this situation? And right. she and she, thinks she understands too. She's like, yeah, I don't know what I would have done. So Serena and Eric actually leave. At this moment, we're having a quick scene of Jenny and Dan at the loft. They get a knock on the door, and it's uh, Eric and Serena. Then Dan takes Serena into his room to talk about everything, and they decide that they can make their relationship work despite everything. And then they reference Clueless, which we were so excited about (laughs) because in Clueless, Cher ends up dating her once half-brother who's not even related to her at this point, but... Um, it was just, it was funny, but it's, it, it was, was a sweet Josh scene. Forever. Josh forever. We love Josh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. And they, Serena does let Dan off the hook pretty quickly, in my opinion, saying like she, she doesn't know what she would have done. She understands. She doesn't blame him. And so they go into the kitchen and Eric and Jenny also make up and they decide that to be friends again with like a little bit of space in between. And, but you know, they'll, they'll try their best. At this moment, Rufus and Lily are arriving home to the loft, and Lily is saying that maybe they were never meant to be a family, and she felt like this baby would tie her to Rufus her whole life, but maybe it's best that, you know, this didn't work out, and then they open the door, and all their kids, I love this scene, all the kids are eating their PB&J sandwiches together, and... It's funny because then Rufus drops his stuff and like him and Lily grab hands. Yeah. So what do you, do you think that means hope for Rufus and Lily? Or you think they just did that out of like a mo like a moment, like, Oh, my kids are here. Like I couldn't really tell. I don't know. What do you think that means? Her saying that because it didn't, everything that happened with the baby that she had to give up and, they go to find out and it turns out that their son is quote unquote died. And then for her to say that maybe we weren't even ever supposed to be a family to me is like, what Right? What are you talking about? You need to just sit down with your kids and have a conversation because at the end of the day, yes, Padge and Serena are dating and Jenny and Eric are friends, but they all do get along. Right. And they know now that, Obviously, Lily and Rufus had a past, so I don't see why they couldn't make this work. Right, right. And I think that if we're going to keep dragging on this storyline, we've seen Lily and Rufus now go through some pretty heavy things. We better see them together. 
I know. Same. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. And I think Paige and Serena could date too. I don't see why both couples couldn't right, exist have in the to same end. realm. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all we have for this episode. As far as the summary goes, we're going to take a break and come back with our segments. Yes. We are Crime Crazy, the weekly true crime podcast with Aaron Plyme and Diana Seacon, where we prove that we know nothing about our legal system or sharks digestive systems or how many priests are necessary for an exorcism or the guillotine or how much milk can fit in a shopping cart or how to cook dicks or what it means when your nose itches or penguins or why it's called Scotland Yard or proper body disposal or sentencing or how to make it through an entire episode without saying God. How big does a rock have to be to be a boulder? Or geography. Or whether stingrays have teeth. Or crime in Minnesota. Or how medical parole works. Or why people text their crimes to each other. Or the hierarchy of cops. Or what a paper grabber is. Anything about an Alfred plea. The security at Buckingham Palace. If warrants expire. How to start a fire. How much drugs cost. If ducks would make good guard animals. Whether priests have to tell the police about crimes they are aware of and maybe even involved in. Pink stun guns. How much is 11 pounds of cocaine worth? The mechanics of hanging. What happened to Carla Homolka after her release? How to make a car fly. The colonial parkway killer. The swans migrate. Marital property laws in Florida. If horses can throw up. Do crocodiles hire me? What animals can get drunk? How do you get stuck in a window? Sharks live. International flight security. How to get a typewriter into your prison cell? What you shouldn't bring to a robbery. But we're still crazy for a good true crime story. If you don't know anything about these things either, you should come listen to Crime Crazy. Diana, do you have any advice for us? Yeah, you should subscribe to Crime Crazy. You can find us on iTunes or Google Play or Podbean or your podcast catcher of choice. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WordPress, Facebook, Gmail, or Facebook. Call your people. Yes, call your people. And don't end up on next week's episode. Let's start with some trivia. Obviously, this title is based off of the movie Gone with the Wind. Yes. Um, Rufus's arm tattoo is on his right arm. In the season finale of One, it is on his left arm. No way. <laughs> Apparently. What? Yep. And TV.com this week had Chuck as its MVP, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Uh, music in this episode we had mirror error error i cannot say mirror error by the fate <laughs> uh-huh. know you girls by franz ferdinand watchman what is left of the night by gray coats and at least by dan crew trio okay let's go into some of our questions and comments we have over on Instagram at I don't know fly casual says hope I'm not too late. I just want to say the why are you such a disappointment and why do you wear so much purple? That <laughs> uh... is the funniest piece of Chuck dialogue and you can't change my mind. I agree. So thank you so much. Let's go over to our good friend Muse Chick, aka Vic on Instagram. She says real quick. I do like Matt. Terzerski, you know, mm-hmm. are the one that name we couldn't say for <laughs> Lily's son. But I was thinking, what about Eric Lively, Blake's actual brother? Oh. Uh-huh, here he is. Yeah, duh, that would have been so much better. He looks so good. Yeah. Yes, she says, oh, my God, this was a good one. How can someone be so cruel? I'm speechless. Hmm. Jack is an asshat. The minute he got mad about not getting the company and then calling Blair for a surprise for Chuck, I knew he was up to no good. Ew, did Blair sleep with him? How old is he? Mm. Once he showed up and told Chuck to cancel and to party with him, I knew this would be ending badly. 
Those damn minion bitches. They love to cause trouble, and now I hate Nelly Yuki too. It's all her doing. I mean, Pad shouldn't have been talking on the phone loudly like that, knowing these damn minions are everywhere. Nelly stealing the phone, though, and Vanessa texting him after he tells her, ah, it wasn't fair for Serena, Eric, and Jenny to find out through a gossip girl blast. That's a low blow. I'm glad Serena didn't get mad at him for keeping it a secret. She told him she'd probably do the same thing. Mm. I felt so bad for Blair, too. She was trying to be a friend and obviously maybe had some things in mind with Chuck, but still it might have been the beginning of something. Natessa's two-month anniversary? What? Tell me we get to see it. <laughs> oh, man. The whole Lily and Rufus story is too sad except the fact that they are back together. To go all the way to Boston and be told that their child drowned, I cannot believe the adopted parents would sink so low to use the death of their own son. Yeah, yeah, they could have never they could have never talked to him, is what she says. It's so true. MVP, I gotta give it to Eric. He took the news in and then told Serena to not push Padge away because he was going through the same thing. Then he made up with Jenny. Shittiest, I could say it's a three-way tie, but I'd have to give it to the adoptive parents. I definitely laughed at now I share a sibling with my boyfriend that's a little bit more hillbilly that I can handle <laughs> favorite quote uh, so many questions what do you think will happen if Chuck met what do you think would have happened if Chuck met up with Blair I'll start with that well I think that he would have been like what are you doing I think it would have been more back and forth of we can't do this. We can't get involved. What were you thinking? And Chuck, yeah. knowing he would want more, but I feel like he, he'd he say, we're just going to be friends right now. I can see the same thing. Honestly, I felt like he would, as I said before, he's so unemotionally, emotionally unavailable at this point. So for her to come on to him, I don't even think he would have be in his right frame of mind to even go for anything and I think he would just actually say really nasty things to her like continually yeah I don't think it would have ended in any way the way she was seeing it maybe it was going to go and I also but. feel that she set up a tiny wall because she was setting up candles in the dining room not her bedroom so right. he could have come out and be like what are you doing and be like what I'm setting up a dinner for you like, and then, you know, it's like it could go either way. She's dressed for the part if it led to the bedroom. But if not, she's just making dinner, you know. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she also asked, do you think Chuck is going to go off the off the deep end again? And will Jack make it worse by telling him about him and Blair? Yes, I feel we have one more round of this. And then Chuck is going to get redemption. I'm just not sure when. And I don't see it happening yet because I feel he does need to find out about jack and blair yes this is definitely a secret that uh he needs to know about yeah. uh will pate ever be friends again will pate ever be friends again yes i do i think so i think so too yeah be nice to see it yeah uh have you ever been in a situation where you had a third wheel or you were the third wheel in a relationship I was in both, but neither actually felt like a third wheel situation. Sorry it's so long. This was a good one. Thanks for doing this. It keeps me sane. Stay safe, everyone. Yes, oh, very true. Um, so have you been in a uh, third wheel situation? I mean, I'm sure I have when I was a teenager when all we did was group hangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, think I we can't think of a specific. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely had a point in my life where I got out of, you know, like a 
five-year relationship and then all my friends were like shacking up and getting married and I was like the single one that they like took out you know with the the, the, the two couples and I was like well hey here I am but like I didn't feel like the third wheel I, like you know we've all been friends for so many years so it didn't didn't feel weird yeah but. I mean I would hope that anybody in our friend group like to me obviously I can't speak because I've been in a relationship for so long but I'm never <laughs> overly affectionate nor I just feel like we're all like one big family so I always just view you guys as my my family you know right exactly yeah. exactly uh we also have michael del underscore fasto on instagram he said hey hey i'll try to keep this one short as Liz always stumbles when reading it i'm sorry i'm not a talker i'm i'm a talker i'm not a writer it's totally fine mike we appreciate um, I, it. I also stumble upon my words regardless of what i'm reading it's not you uh he says oh shit i forgot serena found out through a gossip girl blast i swear i was not trying to spoil anything I know the point of Gossip Girl is to share people's secrets, but I think she went a step too far with this one. In real life, there are things people tell you that wouldn't be that big of a deal if other people found out, but then there are big secrets that you know you shouldn't tell anyone. Mm. And I think that this is one of them. Mm. I like that Penelope went to ask Blair first, as I think even she realized the severity of the secret but clearly Blair was too caught up with the Chuck situation to care yeah Penelope should have just known that it wasn't right to send that type of type of blast in while on the topic this week's shittiest goes to Nellie for stealing Padge's phone which led to the secret getting out also how didn't Dan realize sooner his phone was missing I know when I right it's so true uh when I'm in public I am constantly doing the phone wallet and key check especially before i leave a store as for the part of uncle jack do you think his plan all along for coming back was to get bass industries at whatever cost oh i think so (laughs) percent yeah definitely yeah he also wants to know what are michelle's theories about the half brother plot we had the adoptive father tell rufus and lily he died then at the father and mother basically said they lied because they don't want to lose another child do you think we're still meeting him and how many episodes do you think this plot will go on for okay so here's what i'll start there here's what Mm -hmm. i want to happen somehow i want the son to find out that his parents were in contact with the adoption agency I then want a conversation with the child and his parents and his parents saying like somehow he's going to find out that they pretty much built this lie and used his brother's death to cover the fact that he's alive. Uh-huh. And I think that because he's in his 20s, right, is what we're thinking. Yeah. That out of spite and anger, he'll be like, fuck you guys. I want to go meet my birth parents, and I think they will meet. I'm thinking three episodes. Three. Okay. He says he has three possible picks for who he would have casted the half-brother. He chose Hayden Christensen, Good one. Zach Efron, or Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, I love those are good choices. JDL. Oh my Me God. too. I love, I love all of those I men. think Zach Efron um, would be good. He would be great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like any handsome actor... <laughs> Just be fine. Would suffice? <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. He says he only counted nine headbands this week, but he was a little busy enjoying some pizza and wine, so mm. he might have missed some. Um, Can't wait to hear your comments. Sounds great, <laughs> pizza and wine. I counted eight. 
I had 11. Wow. Yeah. But I might have counted some twice. So. Um, we also have Allie underscore Luna 28 on Instagram. She says, Serena's OTK boots. Yes. <laughs> Dan is carrying a huge burden of a secret. Of course, the minions overheard. I'm tired of Penelope. She literally has no life and nothing else better to do. Blair's purple cape coat. Also a fire. I low key kind of like the mini middle school minions in the candy <laughs> store. Oh yeah. We did touch upon that. Oh, that God. part was so funny. So they were like, how did you do that? Dan, why did you do that to Serena? They're so funny. She says, Jenny's hair looks like she cut it herself. <laughs> Jack is a snake, and Chuck was downright nasty to Blair. The whole scene made me cringe. Yeah. Good for her standing up for herself and telling Chuck she's done. How do y'all feel about this secret kid plotline overall? I mean, I mean, I like it. I thought definitely it came out of nowhere, and it was definitely something that I was surprised about when I heard it. So same, I'm here for it. It's fun because I love Lily; she's my favorite, and Rufy and her out of all of the couples minus Natessa don't hate me friends uh, I mm-hmm. love the most so I think this love child scenario is very interesting same I really enjoy it because it brings them together like I thoroughly enjoyed that last scene of them coming in with both of their sets of children just eating PB and J and it's like it's family and I love when all of my friends on the show come together and they are a family and I just I enjoy that so any way possible it's good yeah okay so thank you to everyone who sent us questions and comments we we thoroughly appreciate it okay so we'll go into fashion and headbands I said I had 11 you had nine eight and Michael had eight no Michael had (laughs) nine I had eight oh eight to eleven yeah oh Michael had eleven I'm sorry so I mean those are good it's pretty Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, I loved Blair's butterfly shirt at the brunch with the skirt. Yes. Yes. I loved Lily's dress with the buttons when she was in the adoption agency. The black one with the gold beads yeah. on top. Yeah. I love that too. Um, I love Chuck's pinstripe suit. And then he had his tan trench coat over it. I just, I love that whole look. Yeah. I love the trench coat. I also, and I I wrote it in the chat. Padgy's cardigan that he wore to brunch was not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, I loved both Jonathan and Eric's matching plaid backpacks. It's totally something I would have had at that time so in cute. my life. 20, so you know, 2009 or something. Um, and I did like Penelope had a plaid jacket as well. And it was pink. Yes. Like pink plaid with purple. Yes. I thought cute. that was really cute. I think that's all I have. Yeah, I think that's all I have too. Okay. We'll go into some quotes. Gotta start it off with why do you wear so much purple? That killed me. This is my second time watching it this week, and it, it both times made me really laugh out loud. Because like uh, why do you wear so much purple? So <laughs> Love that. Let me just see. Tuna fish, why does he make it so hard for himself? <laughs> I know. I love that. Um, not that anyone else would want Dan Humphrey, says Blair. <laughs> Last time I had a friend like that, I got gonorrhea. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jack. Uh, Serena saying to Dan, so we're good then? Oh, no, Serena. Uh, oh, no. Spare me the expressive eyebrows. I can't wait till you get Botox. <laughs> uh, 
I live for that quote. That is something that they use a lot in like the Gossip Girl world is gifts and things. I freaking love that quote. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it's a little more hillbilly than I can handle. That part made me laugh out loud. I also really enjoyed when Eric and Jenny are apologizing to each other and he goes, I'm sorry. There, I said it first. Yeah. <laughs> that part cracked me up. I also liked when Eric and Serena were talking you know, after they found out about the child and he's like, we have a half of something. Yeah. I liked when Blair said to Chuck, I believed in you. Your father believed in you. You are the only one who didn't. Just so true. Yeah. Or when Eric says, sounds like it's got grandma written all over it. That cracks me up too. Uh, when Lily had just one question for Andrew's parents, was he happy? Yeah, and I think besides, I love brunch from Dan. Yeah. I oh, think that's so all I awkward. Have. Or, yeah, or Chuck saying, "I don't need your help. Stop trying to play the wife." Yeah. Mm. No bueno. I think that's all I got. Yeah. No bueno. Okay, we can go into MVP and shittiest. Okay. This was a tough one for me. Same. I liked everyone. But I, then I did I did not like a lot of people as well, but I liked three specific people, but I'm going to give it to one, and then I'll give some blue ribbons. So. Okay. You got it? I do. Okay. Okay. Three, three two, 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 one. one. Nate. <laughs> Blair. Oh, Nate. That's a good choice. I, I, Why'd you pick Nate? Okay, so I chose Nate because I know he wasn't, you know, very present in this episode. However, he showed up for Chuck for moral support and he apologized to Padge and he was just very sweet and genuine saying, when you go through something hard, you realize who your friends are and you were there for me. And I'm genuinely, I'm sorry for you. Like I feel for you. And also, Hey, happy two months to Natessa. Right. So good. He actually is in like a a longish term relationship for Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we know him and Blair were together for years, but it's still funny. Always forget about it. I'm not going to lie. Same. I know. Same. Um, I chose Blair because she finally gave up on Chuck. But finally. did she, She's been... Well, she claims that she has. I know. From I know. this moment on, it's like she's so done with being treated like shit and not getting anything in return. And she's trying to do this out of the goodness of her heart because she loves Chuck. And she has told him this multiple times now. And finally, she's just at her wit's end. Yeah. However, I gave two blue ribbons out. My first for Eric this episode because he's always great for the advice. He's always just there for his sister, especially. And he's like, listen, Padge and you are going through the same thing. You guys need to talk about it. And, you know, don't don't distance yourself from him. Right. Which I thought was great. Also, I'm giving a blue a blue ribbon this week to Serena because Serena. I felt like she stayed pretty level headed and calm when she kind of found out everything that had happened. And then she didn't let it blow into this big thing. And that she told Dan I would have done the same thing. I don't know what would have happened. And so so I give her props for not blowing things out of proportion. You know, I I did want to touch upon that because in our chat when we were watching, I was like, here we go. Here's another fight that we're going to 
have to watch, but she really did handle this situation with grace. Yes, I think so too. Um, so I just wanted to give her a little, a little nod. Uh, shittiest. Well, yeah. it could be one of two options, I suppose. Though. Yes. <laughs> uh, three, three, two, two one. What Jack? Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also fuck Nelly Yuki because well, that was a shitty thing. You know what? Nelly Yuki, I think, just needs – she wants to fit in. She wants to get out of probation. We clearly know from last episode where she wants to be with the cool kids, quote, mm-hmm. unquote. Right. So I don't really even blame her for that. Jack is a grown adult, and you're just shitty. You're just shitty. Like, you're manipulating the situation – in your favor, like, granted, yes, you might be more right for this position, but don't, like, ruin a kid's life in the process of it. Like, if you're supposed to be his guardian, right. you're not doing a very good job so far. Yeah. Plus, with the whole drinking and the prostitutes and the drugs, and it's he's keeping him in this lifestyle that he's always known, and so he needs to just get out of this situation, and Jack is not allowing that to happen if anything he's just enabling him to continue this behavior so yeah even though he came to he's rescue him he, right. he came to rescue he's him. not doing any rescuing yeah because he was worried and now it's like well no actually i need to keep you like this so i can benefit right yeah. exactly yeah. which is so shitty very shitty i think it's time we go into patron of the week yay yay <laughs> It's patron of the it's patron of the week. This week our patron of the week is Michael Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram. He sent us questions this week as he generally does every week. Uh, I've titled him Marvelous Michael because he's always got that tea to tell us and spill on all of the shows that we watch including river pod and we just want to say thank you and that we appreciate you sending us all of your questions and comments each week it's so much fun having you it's nice to have a man a man's perspective on things Agreed, yes. because we do you know obviously we're a, a woman run podcast and we have a lot of women listeners but it's nice to hear that opposite opinion and like i like that he likes dan and serena like and i like that he has different opinions so thank you michael for being with us i hope you have enjoyed these last couple of months being with the network and we just say thank you so we appreciate you thank you so much okay michelle i'm gonna give you the title for next week and you can dish out what you think is going to happen the title is for season two, episode 16. Mm-hmm. You've got Yale. <laughs> You've got mail. You've got mail, which is one of my absolute favorite movies. Same. Love Tom Hanks. Same. Love Meg Ryan. Love. Um, but yeah, you've got Yale. So I'll give you the floor. I don't think you can predict what's going to happen in this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. Well, no, I'm kidding, obviously. Yeah. Well, clearly, I, we're either getting Yale acceptance letters or we're going back to Yale. Something's at or Yale weekend again mm-hmm. for because we had New Haven can wait. So Blair and Serena going to Yale. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Um, 
the parent, I know I'm just really excited for this parent storyline. And I will be honest with you, if this is where it ends, I will be sad. Yeah, because I can agree. The, I, when I'm talking about the parent situation, the kid situation, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Because if this was just to build up Rufy and Lily again, then uh, I guess I see it. But I truly want a kid to show up. And maybe, again, maybe this kid won't come yet. I predicted three episodes, but maybe it's going to happen at Yale. I don't know. Some weird meeting and who knows. Padge hasn't been accepted to college. Am I right? Uh, Well, he doesn't know if he'll even get into Yale because of how everything was left with his letters of rec. Right, right. Okay, so so. everybody's waiting. And, well, not everybody, but he's waiting. So I think there's going to be more struggles with that. You know, it's funny because right now everyone is starting fresh because Blair has ended things with Chuck. Chuck is in a downward spiral now knowing that he lost the chance at the business. Uh. Lily and Rufy are starting fresh as a relationship, so I'm taking it. And the kids are now in this whole understanding of we're kind of siblings. We're not siblings at all, but we're all understanding and we're getting along. Right. So it's really hard to predict drama. It is hard. Especially right right now. And so that's why, I guess, with the Yale. Okay, so it's been two months. So are we in March? Um, I think we're going... This episode uh, premiered in January, but I let me. I think yeah, we're probably in going into February at this point. So okay, maybe it's early early acceptances and things like that. Yeah, or just another campus visit, or there's a there's a an exclusive party happening at Yale, and they go Jeez. there. And also, they're in they're still in high school, so we could have winter break. I think winter break i think that's all we're gonna get for winter break oh we already had it like what yeah like christmas new year's because we're past that now okay i think i was just or you thinking... mean like a, like a midwinter break like february break yeah you know how they give presents i don't know if off? like yeah do people yeah i guess you could do that but maybe not maybe they don't actually do that <laughs> i don't know but i don't know but yeah okay so uh, i'm predicting they go to yale and they i mean serena and blair i think Padgy's gonna feel insecure and hopefully Nate we I don't know what's going on with you bud it's hard to predict Mm. maybe just some cute Natessa scenes okay I would love to see that yeah (laughs) okay great prediction thank you so with all that information though who do you think could be Gossip Girl she did the blast a very big blast this week so it's hard because Obviously, Penelope is tipping her off, and mm. but I'm going to say it's Penelope because okay. as soon as she, you know, went to go ask Blair for permission, and then she's like, fine, it sent right away. Right. It was very quick. Very quick. So, Penelope. Okay. Great choice. Well, I think that's all we have for this week i think so too <laughs> i liked this episode i thought it was uh it's got it's got a good uh storyline with the adoption pair adoptive parents and 
Yeah. Now we know Uncle Jack is in town and he's stirring up shit. So we'll see what happens with that. But if you want to reach out to us on social media, we're a three gossip girls pod on everything. You can send us your questions and comments each week. Obviously, we love to read them on the podcast. If you want to leave us an iTunes review, that would be super cool. If not, no big deal. But but we like five stars. It's really awesome. Just tell us how you're liking the show. If you're listening each week, we would love to hear from you. And uh, you can also send us an email to three gossip girls pod at Gmail. And you can check us out on Patreon if you want to join our little fam, our community. We're probably going to start doing this like little cool Netflix family party thing. So I'm into if it. you want to join that, yeah, go over to ItTakesThreeNetwork.com and we'll get all the details solidified over there. And we hope you guys have a great week. Hopefully you're staying safe. And uh, I'm sure we'll be back on Monday with OC the same way. So <laughs> if you... Uh, want to check that out if you're an oc fan definitely do that and uh we'll talk to you guys next week thanks much i had so much saliva <laughs> you have so much what saliva i had so much saliva i felt like i, I talked the normal amount of talking yet my mouth was just pooling with so much <laughs> saliva at all times That's i so don't know weird, why but i'll tell I you really that. don't <laughs> i feel like you need to keep that in as the ending part <laughs> I I think it was funny that you just said that because I was like, I'm probably not going to cut that. I'm probably going to leave that in. <laughs> I had so much so Oh, my God. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip, Gossip Girls. Girls.